What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. Appreciate you guys joining us today. We're going to go over week seven waiver wire rankings. We're going to go over some streamers. We're going to go over all that. But first, Zach, how you doing, man? Um, Not awesome. <laughs> Last night was just so boring. Again, you know, from a fantasy <laughs> perspective. Like once... Russell Wilson looked good to start. It was like promising for about a quarter and then it just fell off. You know, I think he opened the game 10 for 10 for a hundred some yards and a touchdown. Was it like, it was perfect. And then the rest of the game, nothing happened. Like those were the stat lines for the game. <laughs> Nobody's literally hardly any point. The second half, his first half stats. He ended the game with the same exact stats. It's just a, a ton more incompletions. Pretty yeah. much. He just heard his completion percentage. It was just another rough, primetime game for the Broncos. Um are, are we, we had hopes it, that maybe it would be good. Are, are we gonna say is, what? is 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 Russ washed? Is uh, it over it's for him? looking like it. it. It's looking like it. You know, he's not the same Russ he was in Seattle. And actually we kind of saw a little bit of the regression, uh maybe age catching up to him, I think towards the end of last season, where everyone blamed the dysfunction just on like you like you said, Pete Carroll and you know Seahawks being a bad team. <laughs> so it's looking like it was more maybe of a rust problem because Seahawks are not bad right now. Yeah, and I'm pointing at myself because yeah, yeah. I was pounding the table. Like, how can you get rid of Russ and keep P. Carroll? How can you do it? it? And it was like the most obvious thing to me, too. It seemed obvious. Yeah. But, man, was I wrong. I thought he could have bounced back last week. You know, an extra day of prep. He had 15 yards passing in the second half, including overtime. Like, are you serious? Yeah. And did you see there were more screen grabs of wide open receivers in front of him? It was a check down, I think, to Greg Dol- Dolchich. Yeah, in the, the first half. Yeah. yeah, in the first half. And, and the only reason why that wasn't an incompletion because he took a sack on that play. Yeah, it's like, it's not looking good for the Broncos right now. Offensive two, problems. like two, two first rounders, two second rounders, and $245 million. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. This is not good. <laughs> I, I don't know what you do for the Broncos right now. You know, all fantasy talk aside, this is just rough for Denver. Um, I'm sure Steve is, you know, rolling in his sleep. You know, fantasy guys, he's a Broncos fan. First, Javante Williams goes down. Now this, it can't be. <laughs> he can't be happy. It's really bad, man. And, and you know, you, you talk about an, an offense that, you know, we were coming into the year expecting this offense to to light it up. You know, got some weapons, yeah. got Russ. You know, maybe an offensive coordinator who maybe, you know, a coach who, who knows what he's doing. But it was basically a mid-off between these two coaches. Like, yeah, they both, even ha- like Hackett has no idea where he's at. Brandon Staley mm-hmm. also, you know, on the Charger side, making some mind-boggling decisions too. Like time management is still an issue for him. Um, yeah. It was just overall, uh, you know, such a weird game and, I feel like any game involving the Broncos ends up being this like twilight zone type of game. You know, Uh, Melvin Gordon seemingly benched yesterday. He has no idea what's going on, apparently, based on a locker room interview that he did post game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Latavius Murray ended up taking over on early downs. Uh, Gordon did get the start, but uh, Mike Boone played that third down role. This team was a disaster, dude. Like, why was Gordon <laughs> taking away touches from Javante Williams if you're just going to bench him for a guy who just came off his couch? Yeah. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? Makes no sense, dude. 
it makes, makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. I can't believe the way things are going. Like Russell Wilson, the only thing he likes to do is throw the tight ends that you never heard of before. Who the heck is Eric Tomlinson registering a catch? Like, it's just a mess. Cortland Sutton finishes the game with three targets and two receptions for, was it 13 yards, 14 yards? Like, this is a guy, we're talking about Cortland Sutton, that a lot of people, I know Andrew Erickson, I heard a ton, you know, from Fantasy Pros about him being the top 50 wide receiver. Everybody was high on Cortland Sutton. Everybody was high on this offense, and none of the players that were supposed to be getting it done are getting it done. Nobody is doing anything for the Broncos right now, and they seem to be allergic to scoring more than 16 points. It's just bad news for Denver right now. It's so hard to talk about because, like, this is, like, one of the most surprising, you know, starts. I don't know if we want to call it a start now because this is this is a trend, you know. One of the worst and most surprising trends, I think, that we've seen in fantasy football for in a long time. Like, this was supposed to be good. They're averaging 15-2 points per game, dead last in the NFL right now. Now, you know, Latavius Murray, he does happen to be a waiver wire pickup because he simply starts for an NFL team right now. Um, I I wouldn't drop Melvin Gordon or anything because you never know. He could either bounce back up into the RB1 role or he can make it to the Rams (laughs) or some some other team that can use a running back. He seems disgruntled. The team is a mess. This coach might get fired. Right, there's a lot of possibilities here, um, but we'll we'll see how that how that shakes out, and we'll get to Latavius Murray in a little bit once we talk about the waiver wire rankings. Um, Mike Williams, he was locked up in this game. Hopefully, you sold him after our Wednesday buy sell podcast last week, especially with Keenan Allen likely coming back this week. Joshua Kelly, he hurt his knee in this game, so Sonny Michelle effectively is the new handcuff there. The fact that Isaiah Spiller, you know, couldn't get playing time over either of those guys is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and Greg Dolchich made his made his debut. He caught a touchdown, ran the most routes among any Broncos tight end. He's worth keeping an eye on, um, but this offense is so inept. It's like I don't even want to pick him up. You know, even yeah. though he he's he was one of my favorite tight end um, prospects coming out in, in in this draft. He he looked really good. He his numbers really were eye popping uh, coming into the league, and I was very interested. Albert O was an, it was inactive this game so it's it's his show it's going to be greg dolchich's show and and that's in his first game coming back he was able to do what he did um so he's worth paying attention to but listen this offense is just bad right now (laughs) yeah you can't rely on anybody in this offense at all bye weeks this week bills vikings eagles and rams so you might need to pick up some players you know to fill in this week um so let's get right into the waiver wire rankings man Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Rondell Moore at number one here. Uh, we've been talking about Moore for weeks, right? And now with the Hollywood Brown injury, Moore looks like he's guaranteed a solid target share uh, for the foreseeable future out of the slot. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, big preference to roster him in full PPR leagues since his A dot is relatively low. Uh, but he's probably my favorite pickup this week. Yeah, he really has to be, you know, with the injury to Marquise Brown. He's the clearest um, option um, that's going to get more work in the Cardinals offense and, you know, across the league right now. This is it's not anywhere near the priority of like a Kenneth Walker pickup. But, you know, he should definitely be somebody if he's sitting on the wire. I would, I would throw some fab at him because he can produce for you pretty well. He did get a lot of targets last week, too, with Marquise Brown playing part of the game. So Kyler Murray's obviously going to be looking his way. Um we have yet to see the Cardinals offense look good. They've been stuck in neutral. Um, arguably, you know, the Cardinals offense has looked better um, than Denver's recently. You know, if the Cardinals are in neutral, then Denver's in reverse. But um, Rondell Moore, you know, he should be a good pickup. 
Yeah, Michael Gallup here at number two. He's seen 22% target share over the last two weeks, and Dak is coming back uh, this week, it seems like. So, yeah. uh, you know, Gallup's a very talented player. He's running full route participation, and he is the number two target behind CD Lamb right now. Right, and then I think I think – you know, this is just a little nugget that I can throw out there because I am a Cowboys fan and I watched this game. The last time um, Dallas played Detroit, Michael Gallup had himself a big game. So, you know, if you could pick him up, he could be an instant starter, I think. You don't want to just base it on that. But Dak Prescott will be back. Dak Prescott tends to distribute the ball very well. Um, Michael Gallup should be a guy that should be rostered, definitely. We've, we've had him on the waiver wire list along with Rondell Moore, I think, since like week two. So yeah. <laughs> if you don't have him yet, you know, go get him. Because you know he'll he'll be. Able to I, I would I would start Michael Gallup as a wide receiver three this week. Um, yeah, I, I think I think they're going to pass the ball more with Dak back. Um, I, I think you know the Lions' offense. You know, could if Amara St. Brown is back, they should be able to. And you know, DeAndre Swift back as well potentially. So yeah. you know, this could be a little bit of a high scoring game uh, if you know <laughs> if the Lions can get through Dallas's defense. Now yeah. between these two guys, let me ask you a question: Would you rather have Gallup or would you have? Rondo Moore. I'd rather have more. I have my number one here. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at Gallup as a better ad than more? I think given the situation now, Rondo Moore would be my pick. Two days ago, it would have been Michael Gallup. But, you know, right. because Marquise Brown's going to be out, I think Rondo Moore is a better pick. But it's not by much. You know, if you don't get Rondo Moore and Michael Gallup's on the wire, don't be disappointed if you have to settle for Michael Gallup. You know, he's a now, I'll, plenty I'll good consolation prize. You know, in a half PPR league or in a standard league, I might lean Gallup. Yeah, no, he in a a full PPR, I might go Rondale. Um, but between those two, like if I'm not in a full PPR, I might lean Gallup because I feel like he'll probably score more touchdowns. Yeah, and you you mentioned uh Rondale Moore's A dot being a little bit low, you know, compared to the rest of the league. Um, Michael Gallup is a big play guy, so yeah, Yeah. I would say he's (laughs) like a bargain barrel Gabe Davis. (laughs) I I was just looking at his A dot, got Michael Gallup, and it's pretty high, it's like 15 or 16 or something like that. So he's he's being targeted down the field. Rondale Moore and and Greg Dorch's. A dot is about the same at like five or six yards. Yeah. Um. So a lot of passes, new line of scrimmage. Rondell Moore. If I'm in a full PPR league, I'm cool. If I really, really need a receiver, I'm cool dropping like 15, 20 percent. Um. If I need a wide receiver three, uh, Michael yeah. Gallup, I'll probably drop around 15 percent, something like that. I, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I'd even shoot. I'd be surprised, like I said, Michael Gallup is on the waiver. I'd shoot for 10 because I think if he's on the waiver, then people are really undervaluing me. Maybe you could get him at a yeah. little bit of a bargain price. It's possible. I mean, there, there is news that Dak is coming back, so maybe that's going to like – Maybe. You know, the, the good thing about this, though, like you, you bring up a good point too because he's been like quote-unquote underperforming. Like he hasn't put up big numbers, yeah. right? So because of that, you, you, you're you right. You might not have to spend up for Gallup. Um, but just be careful with that. Whoever has – uh. Whoever has Hollywood Brown, you know, if <laughs> he just lost, they just lost him. So Gallup yeah. could be if Gallup was on your waiver wire, you best believe they're going to go after him. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, you talk about Rondo Moore and Michael Gallup. Rondo Moore's been—he's, I think he's a clearer pickup, but he might be in a worse offense now than Michael Gallup with Dak Prescott coming back. Hopefully, the Cowboys' offense can get back to looking like it did last season. Obviously, it didn't look very good in Week One. That was against a tough Bucks defense. I think this one should be a good spot for the Cowboys' offense to get right. And we've been saying this about a bunch of teams, you know, offense should get right this week. Offense should get right this week. <laughs> Denver, you know, Arizona, it hasn't happened. So hopefully, you know, Dallas could break that mold and Michael Gallup could end up being actually a really good um, steal if you could get him on the waiver wire. We have Alec Pierce here at number three. Uh, Indy is passing the ball more. And, you know, Pierce is a second round pick who's producing. He's averaging close to 70 yards a game over his last four. Uh, he's being targeted down the field. He has more air yards than Michael Pittman this year. 
And uh, you got to remember that this is, you know, his the, his first few games of his career. So there is room for improvement here. Um, Pierce, you know, someone that I wasn't too high on coming in uh, to the league, but, you know, he's showing that he belongs and he just caught the game winning touchdown this past week. And I feel like if they're going to continue to pass like they've been passing over the past couple of games in terms of volume um, and also in neutral game scripts, they also have been passing a little bit more. That might have to do a little bit with Jonathan Taylor being banged up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Alec Pierce is somebody that should be a rosters right now. Yeah, I like Alec Pierce. You know, he's kind of kind of settled in as a number two behind Michael Pittman. I think that's actually opened up a different dynamic and allowed Matt Ryan to kind of settle in a little bit more in the Indianapolis offense. It's only good news. I think Alec Pierce, you know, they obviously trust him. They chucked it up to him with 20-some seconds left in the game. You know, he's a focal point of the offense, and he should continue to produce. If he scores a touchdown each week, I think we're looking at a low end, maybe wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. I, I like him. 100%. Um, Wondell Robinson here at number four. He came in this past week. He made his first start. Uh, actually, no, he didn't start the game, but he received 16% target share. Okay, he yeah. only ran 11 routes and he had 16% target share. He had he got 34% targets per route run, uh, and he was targeted four times. And when you compare that to guys like Darius Slayton and Marcus Johnson, who each ran 24 routes, they got targeted three and four times. <laughs> so yeah. like that tells you we need to know that when Wandel's on the field, he's going to get his targets. So I, I'd expect his playing time to go up. You know, this week going into the following week. And it only getting up from there. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. And I'd even bet that he leads the Giants in targets in Week Seven. I wouldn't be surprised either. Did you watch? You know the way he plays. You know when he catches the ball, he's super like twitchy. He, be, he yeah, twitch. That's the word that I was gonna say. He yeah. looks like he's electric. He, it looks like he could be able to do a lot after the catch. You know, he he. I don't want to say he reminds me of Tyreek Hill, but his change of direction is like ridiculous. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a big part of this Giants offense moving forward. He might unlock the passing game a little bit. It's been quiet through the air for New York through these first few weeks, but I think Wanda getting Wanda Robinson back will be huge. They drafted him in the second round. They obviously had um, an idea of how they wanted to use him. We didn't expect him to go that high. I think you had him as a projected fourth or fifth round pick in your rookie kit or something like that. So it was a bit of a surprise seeing him go that early, but you know, that's usually indicative of whether of um, how they plan to use him. I think they're going to use him a lot. So he's one of my priority pickups this week. Yep. Uh, Gus Edwards could come back this week. I have him here at number five, uh, according to John Harbaugh. You know, so he has been practicing, by the way, for a couple weeks now. And Harbaugh did say that he could make his debut this week. Um, yep. Now, J.K. Dobbins is also banged up, right? Um, he might not even get a full workload if he does come back this week. So I think it just makes sense to grab Edwards, whether if he's available on the wire right now, whether you're planning on starting him or not. Because, yep. like, whether Dobbins is hurt banged up right now or not Dobbins is probably going to be at least the number two behind Dobbins right and depending on who is looking better you never know like one can get touches over the other and Gus Edwards could get touches over Dobbins because Dobbins hasn't looked amazing he hasn't looked like himself and you know he's getting these he's getting nicked up a little bit like his knee you know hopefully there's no swelling in his knee we don't want that and we don't know what the extent of that you know uh injury that he had was um, he said it just would tightening up. I don't know what that means. So, so, yeah. so we'll see uh, what those reports are this week if he's able to play or not. 
Yeah, for the Ravens' backfield, it's looking like it's going to be a game-by-game thing. You know, whoever yeah. has the hot hand, that's who's going to be getting the ball. Last week, it was Kenyon Drake. Before that, it was J.K. Dobbins. I wouldn't be surprised if once Gus Edwards rotates in, that he'll be getting some carries and be looking good. Um, you know, at this point, it, it's tough to pinpoint one running back to start each week. It's going to come down to just, like I said, whoever has the hot hand. Maybe, you know, um, John Harbaugh's just spinning a wheel in the in the locker room and deciding whoever <laughs> it lands on is going to get the carries. That's what it seems like at this point. But um, Gus Edwards, you know, he was he's actually a pretty good running back when he is on the field. He's just missed a lot of time. Um, I don't have a problem with picking him up at this point, especially with, you know, J.K. Dobbins being a little banged up. If he ends up missing time, Gus Edwards could see a little bit more work because the fewer heads in the backfield, the better. You know, in terms of fantasy production, it'll be much more easy to identify who's going to be getting those carries. So Gus Edwards, I don't have I, I like him at five. Yeah, I think eventually it's the it's going to be J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, and that's it. And then yeah. Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, and, you know, the guy who I keep forgetting his name, Justice they're, they're, Hill. Justice Hill. They're always <laughs> going to be like, they're going to be like, I'm, I would assume Mike Davis would just get cut once Gus Edwards is, is good to go. I'm surprised um, he's still on the roster at this point. But, know. you know, I, he, I don't want to crap on Mike Davis, but I'm just surprised the way that he's been used. I don't see how he's contributing to the 53 man roster. Right I think now. it's literally only because these guys get hurt, right? Justice Hill yeah. got a head of hamstring injury over the past couple of weeks. Keep an eye on that. That's the reason why I, I don't have Kenyon Drake here in the top 10. Because I don't trust them. Like, you know, no. especially if Gus Edwards comes back this week. Now, if there's no Gus Edwards this week, there's no Justice Hill and there's no J.K. Dobbins, sure. <laughs> you yeah. can play Kenyon Drake as an upside flex play. That's that's what I'll say. Um, and you never know because Mike Davis could potentially take 50% of that work. You never yeah. know, right? Also, in this past game, uh, when J.K. Dobbins was out, um, Mike Davis got two of the three goal line snaps. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Now, he he didn't see any snaps, but when it was goal line time, he was on the field. Yeah. So, you know, you you got to keep all that in mind. Potentially, yes. <laughs> Rashad White, I have my number six. He's going to continue to be here. He's one of the best handcuffs in fantasy football. He's a ticking time bomb, league-winning type of player sitting on your bench. Just yeah. grab him, put him there, don't touch him. Yeah, it's, this is like, you know, the alert that you get every week. Just your weekly reminder to pick up Rashad White if he's there. You know, there's not much else to say about it. We did kind of determine with Leonard Fournette getting the bulk of the carries these past two weeks that he is a handcuff pretty much, and that's it. He doesn't have much standalone value. Um, but he's the handcuff, like you said. He's league winning, where it could be a situation like it was with Kenneth Walker if Leonard Fournette would go down. 